It's Matterall again. We're talking about EVE Online. The date is August 8th, 2020. Well, today's going to be a big day. There's going to be keep stars, I think, that are being destroyed. One's being put in armor right now, but uh, there will be uh, one destroyed within the hour, within the half hour, actually. That's in J5A. Uh, tomorrow, around the same time, well, three hours later, so about 1900, will be uh, second keep star in IGE initiative. These are all in Fountain. And then the day after that will be I keep starting CTAC and these are all big systems. J5A is the bridge to Pure Blind from Fountain. That's the original staging point where a lot of stuff was launched into the Northern Territories. So when that Keepstar goes down, that's a historic Keepstar. It's put up by the Culture. Uh, it was sold to the Imperium uh, when the Providence, sorry, the Fountain region was sold to the Imperium from the, the Culture. I think they made, I want to say it was about 400 billion huge. Sounds very cheap. Yeah, it was very cheap. That sounds about right. I remember I remember it being really cheap in retrospect. Uh, we're live on the air, just so you know. And tomorrow, at around 1800, 1900, is IGE. That was the Keepstar that... Uh, so uh, the initiative, their first back step was to stay in IGE, I believe. Or that's maybe where they staged for the war to begin with. Instead of J5, they staged in IGE. And so when they decided to move backwards... Uh, like one important system after another. Yeah, 28 minutes left. Thank you. you... And it's the one coming up now that the uh, killer was mostly excited about, right? It's the one he expects. That's where the other ones might just be and, uh, and then just being otherwise left alone. I think they may defend C-Tech N, but J5A I've heard is going to go undefended. At least that's what I've... Killer said that J5A was the... Likely. Well, armor timer that's most likely to actually reverse punching back. The problem is that was based on the idea that they had, uh, I think Billy said it as well, that they had uh, assets in there that were, then we heard right after that, that a lot of that was actually evacuated. It's going to have a lot of trapped assets as people originally thought. It might, but there's no way to know. People won't admit it, and if there aren't, people won't believe that. Are they all armor timers, or is it just uh, the one armor timer? They're all final timers. These are for the destruction of these uh, structures. Are you sure about that? There's one armor timer going on, but I think that happened earlier this morning. J5A is coming out of armor reinforced into structure vulnerability. Ah, uh, okay. Because uh, okay. then so this killer the said that okay. there's an armor timer that, they, that he thought was going to be contested, right? Okay, so my information is bad. Then J5A is going out of armor into vulnerability f to be destroyed. So that'll take another, what, two days, day and a half? No, it's it will be destroyed today. Okay. In 25 minutes, it will be uh, attackable into structure and it will be destroyed today. Sully, thank you. Um, explain that to me because I thought the armor timer and then there's a day and a half before final timer. Get through shield and you get into... So this there's a lot of people that differentiate on how you could uh, title it. So some people refer to it as an armor reinforce. I refer to it as a shield reinforce because you've reinforced through the shield. The armor reinforce then goes from armor to structure where you then have the longer timer of two days. Um, I believe it's between two and three days for zero zero. Mm -hmm. After that two or three days, then you can shoot at the structure of which results in the um, Citadel dying. Uh, sorry, so what's the time period between armor and Two to three days shield. The, from the, uh, when it's zero shield, full armor. It's twenty-four hours, I believe, on average in zero zero. Mm -hmm. And then from um, with no armor and structure uh, reinforcement timer, it's two to three days. 
Right. To, so to I thought, clarify, you, you you attack the shields, and there's a timer for the armor. You then you attack the armor, and there's a timer for the structure. Yeah. And then you attack the structure, and the structure go, and the whole thing blows up. Yeah, these are in structure, right? They're supposed to blow up over yeah. this weekend. I was dying over this weekend. Yeah, Ron's Ron's stream title right now is the first castle crumbles today. At clear, these will die today. This is why people are showing up to kill them to get on those kill mails. Uh, the armor timers have already been triggered, so we're now on hull timers. I do have a camo on grid. Oh, fantastic! Let me get you on. Hold on. And these are the first sure keep stars out of what? No, Six, in fountain. Seven? Is, fountain is only four, I think. And only one keep star got extracted, and. Six or seven Satios, is that what you're saying? These Satios actually did get anchored. How this actually works, just for the people that have not actually caught up on uh, structure mechanics. How does this actually work? How do you take down... Right, the sound should be back. Can you say something? Yeah, yeah, I heard sound on the stream. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. I'm wondering if... Uh, I don't know why the stream quality is different, because, let's say, I should be streaming Source to Discord, but it seems like Matt was once like 720p. Yeah, like uh, in clear, it's just by the time it gets to Twitch. It's... Yeah, it's. Uh, let me try to figure out why that's not 100%. Size this up for us. What's going on so far? So far, the 116 local. The blue in this situation is the attacking force. Neutrals are people that I haven't. When I asked in local if initiative wanted to be red or blue, they chose red. Did it? Um, yeah, I just randomly asked them in local and they said red. So <laughs> they decided to be on that color. On the overview of the camera. It's not too clear, but there are at least 20 plus recons sat at the moment on this grid of this keep star, belonging to Wrecking Crew, a Horde, and a Legion. So there are a large amount of cyanos ready to light in this system. Predominantly, they're all gathered up at the top. You don't have a data pool uh, for that yet, right? Yeah, so these are, these are all just Pandemic Legion carriers, which is a, a fair amount that I've already dropped in. At the top of the R, right? It is 14 minutes and 38 seconds. We have Slice Sinos up, as well as Pandemic Horde. Slice is in there. Okay. At the moment, it is pretty much everyone um, is wanting to be here. Even if Keepstar is undefended, it is still a very expensive kill mail. There are very few times these things die in EVE. Kill mail padding. <laughs> there we go. Spoils of war. I think uh, the Imperium was rewarded with many kills in tribute. Right, we're about 10 minutes away from the destruction of the J5A Keepstar. This was put up by the culture back in around 2017, maybe even the Imperium along with all the fountain in, I believe that was 2018 or 2017. The person who made that deal was uh, one of our friends, Harvey Skywalker. Uh, what was the tally? What was the price? Do you remember? I think the price was about 400 million. Sorry, billion. 400 billion. Oh, yeah. Because what they did is they said, well, this is how many systems, this is how many structures, so we'll sell you the structures at this rate, you know, 30 cents on the dollar, and we'll sell you the Keepstar for 20 cents on the dollar, that sort of thing. And it just totaled up to about $400 billion, I believe. That number was said to me years ago, and it was only said once. Uh, so I was actually... Still really, really cheap. I was right. actually... Really cheap. Yeah, I was in a meeting with uh, Matani when, like, hold on a second, somebody wants to sell me a region. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went off, came back, went off, came back, you know, and then he said how cheap it was. And I think it was like culture. They took off uh, to do more, uh, something they thought would be more fun. Uh, so they went back to like roaming around in low sec kind of a thing or knocking around in smaller things because it was killing their 
alliance to hold fountain because it was so boring to them. They had pacified the locals, and which is hard to do in fountain because fountain core has been there forever. And they just were not at war with Imperium, their neighbors. So it was hard to get any. So he's like, this is just, it's not what we like to do. We got to go. But we have this region. What should we do? I know. Let's sell it to this rich empire that's nearby. And so they did. And Northern Coalition was kind of pissed off because it was never offered to them. And this was a big problem because Fountain led to this corridor from uh, from the south all the way up to the north. And it, it just created a ton of problems that really were the beginnings of the war in 2017 and 18. And so that's that was a it was a complete game changer for the direction of the map when uh, this region was uh, one keep star this was the only keep star in the region at the time oh who do we have arriving there sully i think at the moment these are just vast mixtures of groups um so fraternity have just lit their sino oh. just to roll back to what you were talking about before uh, well while we were still in uh, silent movie mode uh, could you uh, take that from the top? And what is actually going on? How do you take these beasts down? Right? So, yeah, so a keep star, when simulated with a fit, you see it's got 405 million hit points. So each, with no fit, so you can have fits that increase the armor, um, as well as obviously defensive. But with no, you still have 110 million shield, or sorry, 100 million shield, 100 million armor, and 100 million structure. Um, I think it's 108 million specifically. Um, at 20% resists. To kill this structure, there is a damage cap um, on keep stars and all citadels. See, it's 75,000 DPS at 20% resists. To pause the repair timer to stop it healing itself after 50 minutes, you have to do at least 10,000 DPS raw, 7,500 with the resistance profile. And that will allow you to actually be able to reinforce this structure. So it's very, it's quite a low number given of what you need to pause the timer however because there's such a vast amount of shield which doesn't display in the show info correctly it still has it still takes a large force kill it in any effective means because these things are incredibly defendable their super weapon and just the general damage they can put out isn't the whole damage cap a little bit uh disincentivizing in that it kind of locks the the time uh, that it takes to, to take these things down so it is and it isn't. Um, with Forsaken Fortress update, the damage cap and the before the Forsaken Fortress, they made it so when these structures are in low power, they have less shield and less armor, which is what you see when I do the show info. It shows the reduced amount. Low power amount was always that way. What was changed with that was uh, the abandoned structure. Only when there was low power, they still had the full amount of shield and armor. Oh, my bad. Um, and they made it so when you are in low power, there is no armor reinforced timer. You can attack it from shield straight into structure um, and put it into its hull timer. When they Because ma they made it so it was easier to attack them because they were too defendable. Um, they had too much of the defending advantage. So they had to make it so they had to maintain fuel. They, as they made it so if there is no fuel for seven days, they become abandoned. All asset safety is removed and they can be destroyed instantly. Yeah, and that's that's the calendar uh, destruction time. I was more talking about the fact that because of the damage cap, fundamentally it, it's it's a set amount of minutes or ticks that it will take to take these things down. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of locked in place. And regardless of whether you bring a hundred dudes, five hundred dudes, or a thousand dudes, it's going to take the same time, right? 
Yeah, that's to allow. Um, previously, um, there are times where, for example, pod shields um, with pod structures, um, you used to be able to get enough force on field that you could kill them in two minutes and then leave before the defenders even had a chance to show in the system. So they made it so the citadels, the defenders have an opportunity. With it taking 30 to 45 minutes per structure, the defenders have an opportunity to get there and try and fight you off and have it available to repair. A little bit sad because, if I'm not mistaken, what that fundamentally does is that it means that tie-dye is a really weaponized solution to make uh, these down, right? Because you can't bring superior force and then just say, okay, this is going to take 20 minutes and it's going to be dead. Um, and and I, I think that lack of escalation benefit is a little bit detrimental to the whole structure of bashing. What is uh, local at? A question from local is twelve hundred at the moment, and climbing is still on the attacking side. Well, I, I imagine this won't pass uh, two thousand twenty two hundred because I mean I don't know if Horde's here yet, but uh, you this doesn't look like it's going to be contested. So you're not going to have two groups of thousands. You're going to have one group. This is where my frames will start to drop because you see the attacking force has decided to launch their fighters get to get them down. So the method in which these um, carriers are going to attack the structure, which is the safest means to attack a keep star, is you will launch your fighters from the safety of a citadel um, a few uh, thousand kilometers off, and then you'll have your fighters slowly travel the distance. So you can see if I zoom out. They're, oh, they're raining. It's like a, it's like yeah. a jellyfish. Primarily they're tech one fighters because attack uh, a good defending force strategy um, is you try and kill them on the way because each of these squadrons is worth between 20 million and 40 million roughly for mm -hmm. T1. Mm -hmm. um, maybe slightly more, but I say the you can see there's people bouncing up at the moment who may just will try and catch them and kill them, but there is a large force of them that will have to travel that entire distance. Trailing us yesterday that he has something like 11,000 of these on his hangar floor. Yes, there is. Um, the Keepstar has a module called a point defense module with um, a combat rig installed that can reach out to 45 kilometer range. There is no method to get your fighters to be able to hit outside of that range with the rig on the Keepstar. IGE, I think it was. 176 squadrons of light fighters was destroyed. Squadron has nine fighters, and I think each one's roughly between two and five million. So although on paper with that uh, keeps the fight, it was huge loss for the attacking side by, I think it was about 15, 20 billion, was actually a win because they obviously got the objective complete. It's not without its price, but uh, Keepstar is worth, though. What are they going for these days? I think they build uh, and they sell uh, at like 180. Build before tax is about 140, 145, and mm -hmm. sale is between the 160 and 180 mark. Although I've seen them selling for a lot more lately. I don't know why. I so believe... Just out of curiosity, how, how many fighters do you think would be the average mm, consumption per keep star? Uh, especially considering, let's say, just half of them is actually uh, defended to some extent. How many, how many of these fighters would we actually require to take down? Uh... Depending on the keep star, um, you could see it might not be clear enough on stream, but there is an effect going at the moment around the keep star, which is its point defense module. It's uh, like a flat cannon on all sides. Hard to see. see little, you just see little uh, dotted lines every once in a while. Do you know if the PD, do you know if the Keepstar is PDS rigged? Um, I do not know the fit of this Keepstar. I didn't have time to scan it. Okay. 
I would imagine so. Generally speaking, if it's not PDS rigged, it still has a, I think it's a 30 kilometer range for a mm-hmm. Tech 2 PDS. So I'd still assume that there are many fighters that are going to perish in this. Here they come. The, you see the fighters dropping like rain, yeah. <laughs> like snowflakes. First one's dropping. So That's so deep. Look at that. Look at that trail of fighters that are coming. Those are all unmanned. They're launched from bigger ships. The bigger ships stay out of range. And uh, they manned by players, but they, uh, can- canonically manned by people. They send in the drones. Stream is asking, how long does it then actually take to take this down? Again, back to the ticks and when Tyler is in effect. When Tyler's in effect, it's a very tricky because. The timer isn't necessarily def- uh, affected by tie-dye. So you can see tie-dye at the moment is up to 25% of standard time. Are the uh, capitals tethered to be in total safety while they launch these drones? That changed recently. Yeah, so they used to be able to be tethered when drones were out. Now they are no longer tethered. If we have a look at the carrier group, I won't change camera too much because there yeah. are a load of bubbles present. So um, these are defensive bubbles that mean that if any fleet, any enemy fleet or friendly fleet wants to get at these carriers, now they are mostly no longer tethered, as you can see. There's no tether effects on a large number of them. They aren't able to be at range. They are pulled into as close to them as possible for any defensive fleets up here to cause havoc with. I'm pretty... So local has now just hit over 2,100. Okay, so who came in? That must have been Horde. So we have caps. Isn't this the scenario that's going to change if we get that weird heavy bomber thing that Ryze has been uh, warning us about? Th- that defense thing it, it would potentially not really work mm. if there was a heavy bomber thing uh, on the field that you could actually start shooting these things with, right? So we have fire, co- change the- fire coalition entering the uh, the system, but I don't think they have over a thousand. Or um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't- with the capital bomb kind of. Um, illusion i think there will be a significant amount of change done but i don't know if it will prevent this kind of strategy i wonder if the csm would want a change like that to enter into this war because that would change the way you take down keep stars if you take if you you make keep stars or structures in general more well easier to destroy you also kind of need to put in a counter that makes it easier to defend so there, there needs to be a balance in, in, in that whole scenario. And they have talked about... Uh, there is still an imbalance in the strategy of this. Uh, this kind of strategy to attack the uh, Keepstar is very difficult to defend against. It isn't impossible, but it is very difficult. Right. I'm just trying to... There's something so, about... Uh, Go ahead. There was... Uh, I did a D-scan of the capitals, and there was 450 of that D-scan. Of carriers... Um, there are a few faxes in there. I'm just trying to see if I can get a D scan. There's no supers there. Uh, don't believe we'll see any supers on grid here. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of how expensive they are for a very similar purpose as a carrier. Right. Um, especially as once they are in, obviously they then have to be extracted. We may see some Titans to bridge out fleets at the end. That's what we saw in IGE. Mm-hmm. However, in general. So for those that don't know, in order to get a fleet, uh, uh, to move home quickly, you bring in Titans and you bridge them home as opposed to them flying through off on their way home or at least delayed and frustrated. Because once the excitement's over, your guys just want to go home and park. And if they're delayed and frustrated, that really messes with morale. Bring a Titan in and you jump them home. They get home quicker. Everybody's happier. So there is currently um, on this D-scan 446 carriers. 
566 tactical destroyers, and that only shows 2,172. Even more now, there is 2,500 in local. Out of curiosity, how would actual uh, counters to this happen? Like, um, Killer was talking about the fact that he suspects that at least one of these might be somewhat contested, and then the whole difference between um, slight harassment and and someone actually saying, oh, I'm going to just give you a little bit of a bloody nose. What would that actually look like? A very interesting method that I would personally love to see happen as a possible defensive uh, mechanism is a couple of suicide titans to try and take on those carriers because they are untethered on the Astra House. There is no safety net for them with lances or bosons and just killing all the carriers. I think that'd be quite a funny thing to see. In terms of the defensive mechanism for this, um, quite a couple of um, a couple of small uh, T3 destroyer fleets could realistically do a lot of damage to their fighter squadrons. There is over 400 carriers. There's a lot of fighter squadrons. There's over 1,200 fighter squadrons. That's a lot of defanging to go through. Yes. So one of the strategies is the the capitals will sit next to a structure. They're not tethered because they cannot be. Once you launch drones, you cannot be tethered. Into trouble, you can disconnect from your drones. Is there a timer before you can tether again and be safe? I don't... As soon so. as you're as soon as you're no longer invalid for tethering, you immediately tether. Right, but I'm wondering, like, if you're hanging out near this Astra House, you're within range of tether. You have drones out, so you're not tethered. You're not safe. Then somebody comes to attack you. Can you just release your drones and then grab a tether and be safe? Yes, yes I believe yes. that's how it yeah. works. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same with target locks. If you lock something, you lose your tether. Mm-hmm. So if you have one thing locked. You unlock that thing, you will immediately tether. I'm curious. What about aggro timer, though? Com- uh, capsuleer combat timers, weapons timers. Uh, I think a weapons timer will prevent that. Or an aggression but, uh, timer, as Kubo a says. Combat timer will, a combat timer will not. What, what about things like uh, actual bombs or hell, even something like uh, a variation on smart bomb uh, uh, pipe bombing uh, strategies to actually stop that whole waterfall of uh, fighters? Isn't there some way of doing uh, something effective to stop that? So a spot bombing fleet would um, cause damage. However, there is a damage cap you can do to the fighter squadrons. You can't instantly kill a fighter squadron. A pure number. So all these carriers are running their network sensor arrays, which also does prevent them from tethering. However, they then have incredibly fast lock time. And if you're in the middle of a fighter squadron, the chance of you being in range of a couple of fighters is quite high. And these carriers can, even with T1 fighters, can... Almost instantly. Um, another interesting point is as fighters are able to do warping, if they recall their fighters from the keep star, they will instantly start to warp up to the carriers and then redock. Which you may see later on is all the fighters that are now surrounding the keep star will just head back up to where all the carriers are almost instantly. I'm daring and see if I can show brackets for the fireball <laughs> now. We're daredevils here at TIS. Yeah, I now have a grand total of two frames per second. Yikes. Okay, what's tie-dye at? Uh, tie-dye is holding at 50%. Oh, you can see the splashing of the uh, drones everywhere. Those are all attacking that structure, but they're circling it. I love that. Sorry. I haven't seen this. It looks like it's snowing on a on a, on a a sphere. Uh, almost, uh, very, it's very Christmassy. <laughs> we need to see the future at uh, green on the bracket so we can have <laughs> red, green, and blue. <laughs> are they using all the same type of fighters or... Are these different types? Generally speaking, um, people will mix and match. I believe the best fighter squadron for use of this is the Einherges. 
because they have the fastest natural movement speed. Mm-hmm. So obviously with a propulsion module, they go slightly faster than all the others due to just Mimitar um, technologies. I do believe a large chunk of them will be Mimitar, but mm-hmm. people mix and match because obviously if you have everyone using the same fighter. So the key here is just, just to get them into place faster. Yeah. That's the win. Yeah. Structures don't have any specific um they are 20 percent resistance across the board so it doesn't matter what fighter you use do the same damage have the longest optimal range by the way killer bees here aren't you supposed to be commanding okay, this fleet thing to command right now right fighters are doing their thing so so how's so it going just went in and said make it snow baby and <laughs> that's what's happening uh so it's not contested you weren't expecting it to be contested were you killer bee uh, I was, ex- I mean, not really expecting a contest, not a proper one, but I was expecting maybe some some fuckery like they did on the CTEC and Armor timer. We have a ridiculous amount, of, like we have almost, you know, with 2,800 people in local. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense for them to try anything because they're like, there's nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's fallen into the um, limitation of the server now where if initiative and um, defending force wanted to bring in 500 to 1,000 people, the system, I don't believe, will just cope with that. We are roughly approaching 2,900 people in local. Wow, that's more than I thought. That's you, one side. You, you mills in local. And this is without test and core, right? So it's, there's a legacy fleet here and the 1XX, but test isn't here on the main main. Uh... On the main form up, there's a, there, I think that there's a legacy Jackdaw fleet with uh, 180 dudes, and then Firecall came with another Jackdaw fleet of about 80, 90 dudes. So legacy isn't that committed to this side of the map at the moment. Obviously, if we would, you know, send everybody here to kill a Keepstar, then it would open up legacy or test test space to attacks from Goon. So we made sure that tests stay home so they can respond to any uh, shenanigans that Goons and Init might uh, plan. Is that more than you thought would show up? That seems like an awful lot. No, for on a Saturday for for the first keep cycle of the war, you know that's something people log in for. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be that much every day. So, and you have one every day for the next two days, right? Yeah, we have one tomorrow, one uh, one today, one tomorrow, one Monday. So we have three three in a row. Is this an intentional show of force? No, like, this is a everyone wants just to get form. Right yeah, we just we just tell everybody to form. Like we basically keeps us we're in final timer i told all of the alliances leadership yo this is when these keeps us come out uh then i talked a little bit with test like i said we wanted to not pull everybody here so then you know test space would be vulnerable as much so we talked to test we're like you guys want a whore or do you guys want to stay at home and they were like it's fine we're going to stay at home so it's like fine maybe you can send the legacy fleet uh just in case they were like okay and obviously i mean we can take a local scan here in a minute but Horde has ridiculous numbers. NC numbers are very good as well today. So, uh, yeah, it's just a strong showing from all the major alliances involved. Yeah, I did just put a local scan in the uh, Twitch chat. You can see there. Yeah, it's not everything, but it is a significant number of assets. Back in the Casino War, World War B version 1, um, the, the numbers that were participating were a bit lower than this, right? It's like our population has been growing even though has not really been in that much growth. The server's even harder than before, right? Because if you have like almost four to 5,000 guys and let's say the goons have like three or four, that's like massive numbers, right? I believe CCP was um, well-informed of this timer and have been working in the background to 
make this fight possible because they must have had an inkling of we're no. about to break 3,000 people. We didn't. We didn't like we did. Did you? Did we did the normal fleet notification thing, right? That's all we did on our end. When there's big timers like X forty seven, I actually talk to devs personally and I try to convey them the importance of the upcoming fight. So they put some more into this. But for this one, we just filed the normal fleet notification uh, thing that you can do as a CEO of a corporation, and they put the note on the reinforced note. Obviously, otherwise it wouldn't be as uh, as okay as it is right now. And that's pretty much that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're keeping a, a keen interest on this war as well for the server stability because, yeah. There's it, really nothing they can do. If we want to crash the servers, we could, right? Like, yeah. as, as sad as that sounds, but it's just the reality. If CCP, if like, that's what I'm saying. Look at the number of people we have here right now and how well, this note is doing pretty well at the moment, but there's no real fighting going on, right? We're sitting at 50% tighter, which is great. Um, but imagine if there was almost the same amount of defenders in system and everybody was shooting at each other uh, and there would probably be more people because it was an actual fight too. There's no single super on this grid either. So it would just like the service will die if we go all out both sides. It's as simple as that. Unless, you know, CCP put some ginormous effort into it, which they probably will at that point. And then it's all about, you know, how, how low would it, like, it'll, it'll just be terrible. Which is why I'm really not looking forward to that day, but it will happen probably. I'm going to break the record, day. killer. Will there be a record-breaking uh, slugfest in the future? Uh, again, how many will dude, we get? I already, I already hold the world record of most people in system for 9th Tech 4, <laughs> so I don't know if I want to reclaim that title, to be honest. Was that you? Did you do that? Yeah, I mean, it was me FCing the Northern People Rights. It wasn't obviously me. I a lot of people. You were... But I was, in, I was in charge of 9th Tech 4 defense. Yeah, you were. But that's your job. It's your job killer, right? To to push CCP's boundaries. In my opinion, my job is to make sure my fleet members are satisfied with my performance. Breaking records is is, is a satisfying thing in itself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool, I guess. So there you can see Fountain on the map. It's uh, it's kind of like the appendix of uh, New Eden between the north and the south. Let's see if we can demonstrate. Damn you, Marol. Now I can't look at this without seeing an appendix. <laughs> Probably not the right... <laughs> Not the right tone. Uh, Keepstar in J5A, that is uh, one of the key systems in Fountain entering from the north. Uh, it connects to Pure Blind, I believe. Keepstar is uh, being damaged now. It's on its way to being destroyed. This is the first Keepstar in this Imperium Empire. And we have just broken 3,000 local. God, 3,000 local. That's a lot more than I thought. That's 1,000 more than I thought would show up for this. Um, thought the... Uh, the attacking or the aggressing powers were in the 2200 range. 3,000 is, uh, that's got to be a scary number to the Imperium. It is showing that there's at least 4,000 dudes on, on standby for this war. So I think very, very dramatic. 3,000 without test. The reason that's a big deal without test is test has a lot of members in comparison to most alliances. There are really only four or five alliances that have huge numbers. Um, Imperium clearly, uh, Pandemic Horde. Uh, and fraternity and test are probably the four bracket all themselves. Well, this is if you don't count high sec, which has another group that's that's very big too. But that's um, how big were the uh, numbers in 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 uh, World War B one killer? Do, do you remember? Just I off remember the top of your head. The first fight, the first big fight that happened, I believe it was uh, MTAC O area or nearby. Um, you had eight hundred. Imperium show up against 1,200 
um, invaders, or we'll call them uh, honey badgers, money badgers. Second time that happened, everybody called their friends and said, we got to show up, we got to show up big. The numbers went, they doubled basically. And Imperium was the one that brought 1,200 to 1,400, but the attackers brought 2,400. So this is bigger than the first uh, World War B battle, or the biggest World War B battle. This is bigger as far as the attacking forces. Yeah, that was that was the first battle you mentioned was 2DW. That was uh, mm -hmm. over some CSAAs that belonged to whoever lived in Vale at the time, Lawn or somebody, I think, Bastion. I don't, I can't remember. I think, yeah, it was some Imperium Alliance, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that was a big, big deal because back then, because it was the first time that the Imperium had been outnumbered in a very long time, because you know we had more people in them. And then, as you mentioned, it was I think two weeks between 2DW and MTECO, and our numbers doubled by then just because the the hype at the time was insane. Like that one or two weeks between those two timers, Reddit, there was decent Reddit propaganda almost, almost every day. There was just, <laughs> you know, everybody was coming back. Everybody was starting to play. It was crazy. It happened, we had double that. Yeah, it was pretty nutty. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you said a key point there. That was the first time the Imperium had been outnumbered. And uh, I think that was literally one of the key points of the whole war is to know that the invaders could outnumber Imperium, change the entire ballgame. Yeah, I mean, that was the turning point. After 2DW was also when I got the full backing from PL at the time. There was a lot of um, there was a lot of people in the PL leadership back then when I took us for World War B, when I took us on that contract initially, mm -hmm. that were like, oh, look, another, another new young FC trying to beat the CFC, you know? How many times have I seen this before, basically? That oh. kind of thing. And um, after 2DW, I was actually poked by Graf, uh, and uh, he said, like, I didn't think, like, I, I can't remember the exact word, but he basically said, like, holy shit, I didn't think, you know, we, we could outnumber them, and this might actually happen this time around. And that was, like, also one of the sort of catalysts that made a lot of people come back, because it wasn't, it wasn't just another, uh, you know, to-be-failed attempt at, you know, at the CFC. This one seemed more promising than the other ones, and that's why a lot of people came back after 2DW and before MTECO. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know. So they weren't fully committed until they saw that. Yeah, that was at least for PL. Uh, I'm sure that other alliances were already fully committed at the time. But at least for PL, it was certainly, uh, there was a bit of doubt in the leadership until 2DW. And then 2DW turned that around. And, uh, you know, I, I ended up getting uh, the full support from, from all of the PL leadership. And that, that was a turning point, at least for me anyways. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Nice bit of history there from the guy who... Uh, propelled uh, Pandemic Legion and really kind of led uh, the first World War B in significant ways, Killer B here, who's uh, now also in B2, I guess we could call it. What about Arya? Yeah, I was just going to say, this is what most people call it at the moment anyways, right? Yeah. World War B2, so I, I, I stick to that at the moment. Okay, so Arya says something interesting here, and he's part of TIS as well, but he's from the Imperium. 3,000 without test is also interesting. Part of the rhetoric was that test slash Imperium nip makes things not fair. 3,000 versus test slash Imperium forces doesn't seem so much unfair as advertised. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, yeah. point. He's, just, he's not wrong, obviously. Uh, not fully wrong, at least anyways. Um, first of all... Man, there was like this one, and basically Norhaus, the leader of FRT, he said something to this point, which I thought was really cool. He had like, uh, he had, I can't remember what he said, but it was something with kings, a couple of kings in a room, and to, to take down one of the kings, it was, I can't remember, I can't, three, but basically, yeah. uh, it was, so he's right, because 
if it was just Panda Fam versus the Imperium, and it would have been not as close, but it would also be in a tough war if it would have just been Test and, and Legacy versus Imperium, right? But neither side is comfortable taking that huge risk of it going wrong. If you wanna, if you wanna take down the third king, right, the third king of Eve, which is also the largest or the biggest king with the biggest empire in total, then you have to, like two other kings have to be allies. Otherwise, they're just not going to do it, right? It is a, it is certainly a leadership attitude, like saying obviously if you know if, if Gigex was in command of of Panda Fam, he would probably just say fuck it, you know, we we're going. Right. Um, but the people and it, honestly, put the narrative on it as much as you want. But if you were in the shoes, honestly, I think you wouldn't make a different decision either. Like going out, especially for Test, because they live right next to the Imperium, for them to say, hey, this is bad, we want to turn around on the Imperium and attack without being sure that they're not going to be attacked from the other end as well, that just wouldn't make sense. And if you're in charge of this many people and you have built up this huge empire over this many years, then you're not just going to risk that without being fairly you know, safe. It's just, I understand the decision. I agree with you that obviously it is a risk-averse decision to make. Yeah, 100%. But newsflash, every single leader in EVE is risk-averse to some, ex- some degree, at, at least GigX, you know, unless, you know, obviously. Yeah. There's people that aren't. G- there, there, is- there's people that aren't, but those people usually don't stick around anymore. There's a reason why Test Alliance is still around after all these years. There's a reason why Goonswarm is around after all these years and why NC is, right? The day me, like, I don't make this decision. Like, Vince makes these decisions for NC. right? At the end of the day, I do what Vince tells me to do. And um, I don't know. It's just the way it goes, man. You can you can like talk shit as much as you want about that, but that's just the way it is. You almost touch upon, upon a, a little bit of a topic there, right? It's the 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 whole mm, geography and the geopolitics of Eve change over the years, but the top echelon seem to be the same. It's not really changed that that much over the past almost ten years. It's just almost like potentially a rerun now with more people, a rerun with uh, small variations because it's almost the same players, right? It's almost Ooh, the that's same a doomsday. people calling in the shots. That's yeah, a doomsday going on. The NSH Serb fleet, which is Nelsec. Yeah, doomsday works on mass, so looks like they're shooting it at cruisers. So they might take out a few, but wouldn't take out all of them, would it? Uh, a single doomsday can't kill a cruiser anymore ever since. It can't? Yeah. No, I believe they made it so the Keepstar Doomsday is very effective against capitals and larger. Um, what? Uh, yes, it does. It one-shots monitors, hmm. and it's like the smallest battlecruiser tank cruiser there is. Like, that's just wrong straight up. So it Keepstar DD kills any subcap. Are you thinking of doomsdays from Titans? Because this is the station doomsday. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about the Keepstar one. Which yeah, one were they talking about? Yeah, we're talking about the station keeps the station doomsday that just went off. We just saw. Yeah, that. yeah, it, that, that still kills like all kinds of subs, right? Yeah, a monitor like a monitor will die to the Keepstar DD and basically yeah, any one. subcap. Yeah, okay, so let's uh, not confuse. We just saw Keepstar shoot a doomsday advice. He was shooting at who? You said the Serbs. Yeah, the, the NSH Serbs, which for, I don't know why they're down there, but all fireworks, but. Um... What I said, but it, it goes off mass. Uh, the doomsday will hit the first ship that it's targeted at, and then it will look for additional ships around it that have high mass and take the top mass ship. So it'll bounce off four or five ships, and it'll probably destroy them all. So it probably killed five or six or however many it bounced off of. It, it has been known that a Keepstar Doomsday was fired previously on a capital um, as a test kind of 
thing and it did bounce and then kill a titan sat next to it yeah that was that was was an nc uh fleet commander named um uh, pk that is effective enough to destroy a titan in one shot well but that that was um a ragnarok and i think it was unfit it was literally just hanging out without any defense but yes it's a strong doomsday obviously it's built to to hit huge ships and uh a few of them uh i shot a doomsday at i think it was merkel chen yeah it was a merkel chen yeah but um the the goon fleet that was attacking my keepstar at the time was very smart and they stayed just out of range of natural defenses of a keepstar so the only thing they could reach them was a doomsday which there's once every few minutes so it, it you know i think i only shot it twice in the, in the time of the whole mothership or a, sorry a super carrier is tanked up it, it can survive a doomsday but dreads probably not carriers probably not and even if it does survive it does leave it with a big hole inside <laughs> of it. The, the first guy i shot with a doomsday took off uh, it was a avatar he's like i'm out of here yeah and very slowly left <laughs> somebody called me a boomer because i called it a mothership uh that's true <laughs> that's that's fair play for those yeah, I said earlier, for those techies wondering, uh, this camera with the settings it has is currently using 9 gig of RAM to keep going. Wow. Wow. So, and it's important to note that that's only possible because of the 64 64-bit client. client, yes. That's something that happened only last year. Maybe we should get CCP to bring out the motherships. Well, uh, if you, you're, are you talking about the Iapetan Titans? I'm, I'm talking about the original motherships that was in Eve before. Uh, Big ones. Uh, um, I believe they're still in the game first, but I don't think yeah, they are. Yeah, are are you know. referring to the Iapetan Titans? Uh, I think so, yeah. I didn't know there were motherships bigger than Titans a long time ago. Yeah, and they were called motherships originally. Yeah, the, I'll be back. Titans. Yeah, the IAP Thanks, Kilby. Appreciate it. They are bigger than keep stars. The the IAP and Titans are hundreds of times larger than our existing Titans. You know, I didn't know any anything about that. I thought Mothership was a Nyx or an Eon. No, it's not really Boomer, except if you call original veterans of E Boomers by default. I think that's what he meant. Uh, what's that timer at? Can you tell, Sully? So the timer is currently paused at 52 minutes, so that's not going to count down. I'm going to see if I can get close enough. So it looks to be just coming up to halfway on the structure health. Yeah, so let's explain that a little bit. This structure wants to self-repair. It has a vulnerability timer of only 15 minutes. In that 15 minutes, if it receives no damage, it will automatically tick down to zero. Once it gets to zero, it becomes invulnerable again, and it is completely safe from attack. So the way the timer is stopped is if damage is being applied to it. Uh, it's a race against uh, keeping enough damage on it and applying enough damage to destroy it um, before damage is lifted and it begins to tick towards safety. It's, uh, it has to hit a certain damage minimum, right? Yeah, t- 10% of the cap. Uh, I just shared a Twitter link in Twitch chat that is a size comparison provided by Uriel. Oh, those motherships. I wondered if they were conceptual. They, they were never like flyable by players. And those files, the models in the game were not updated as the game progressed. So those are actually not compatible with the current game. And if, if CCP wanted to bring these in, even in NPC form, you know, then they would have to like the original EVE Online CDs and stuff. Wild. The original motherships. Never seen in the game, by the way. They're just uh, theoretical. 
how many keep start timers today asks uh kodat so the answer is one today one tomorrow one monday and the reason you do that is you don't want to tire out your fleets you don't want any hiccups uh of missing a timer because on one timer so you span them out for a good amount of time so 24 hours is a good amount of time and that's how you set them up and it's like one after another so these guys have three days of looking forward of uh, getting a keep start on their kill mail boards. So for those that may notice, you can see the lights on the keep start are beginning to flicker. Because wow. it is taking um, structural damage, it is now having, uh, so the law behind it is it's now struggling to maintain itself. So you can see the lights are starting to flicker, um, especially the logo, the B logo at the top is also pulsing where it is struggling for power because of the damage taken. The closer to zero is the quicker and more obvious this effects come. It's a nice little um, feature that CCP put in so that you can see it is actually taking damage and it is struggling. And you can't really appreciate this much. I'm glad you told us. You can't really appreciate it that much because normally if a Keepstar is going down, there's enough people around it to create tie-dye, which slows down time, which makes a lot of the neat effects not as impactful because immersion is interrupted when you're moving in slow motion. Uh, a couple things from chat here. Uh, Kodat says, those Titans, not motherships, and they were never in the game. I think he's talking about what we just looked at. Yeah, they're not motherships. They're just the biggest ships that were ever created for this oh, okay. Game. So those, okay, yeah. So Caleb, they, I, I, they weren't moms. They weren't motherships. They were Titans. They were called motherships um, at early launch in the, in the beta when okay. they were still yeah. in. I'll take your, I'll take your yeah, word for it. You were here. I wasn't. Yeah, the... I don't believe that there were any other ships that were even remotely that large, mm -hmm. like ever conceptualized or arted out or anything. Uh, so they were called motherships, even though they were the biggest ships at the time. Titans didn't come in until like, I think a year and a half, two years after Eve started. Um, another question. Do we know how many f keep stars there are in Fountain? Killaby would know that. He's not here anymore. He might come back, but I believe there's four or five. I believe there are four. Five, sorry. No, four. Three of them are I dying would. in the next three days. And one is uh, just turned into armor timer, so it'll be set up for later in the week. Yeah. Someone's saying in chat that there are six, and obviously including this one, so it will be five after this one. Um, so, yeah, the, there will be a couple more of these to go. Okay, so there's two more after that. So there's a series of four that will end uh, next week. And then there's two more after that. Okay, I didn't know that. Because the ones that we're seeing today, uh, oh, sorry, the ones that we're seeing in the next three days are significant systems, right? This one here, J5A, is a huge, it's an important system. But you also have IGE happening next. And then after that, you have C, uh, TAC, N4. Those are three very key systems. I wonder where the fourth uh, through sixth are. There is one oh, in KPN, YTAC2. So YTAC2 is where the initiative withdrew from IGE. They withdrew into um, YTAC2 and then obviously, have crossed the border into Delve. J5A is a, because this is what is on the border to Cloudring, of which used to be a good logistical method to bring things up and down into Fountain. Yeah, you know what? I said CTAC and, and that was completely off. I meant KVN, which is the southern part of Fountain. KVN. CTAC4 is actually in Quarius. TAC2 Good one. I forgot about that one. That was uh, how they exited. And then OTAC-P. I didn't know there was a Keepstar there. So that's, oh, that's a Bastion Keepstar. OTAC-P-N-S-N. Oh no, Bastion. See if TIS can negotiate for the safety of that one last Keepstar. Yeah. I can um, tell you now, no. 
on Twitch chat, no sixty four life has just put there are six keep stars in Fountain as of current, including this one. Um and there are forty two in Delve. And apparently there are at least uh, sixty two keep stars. So either way there is great either forty two or greater uh keep stars in Delve, which is an astronomical amount. Especially because they're in the original keep stars, which is there any Palantine keep stars? That's the singular Palantine keep star has never been built. It would take That's... the entire it would take the entire planetary production, the entire game for like six months or more to come up with enough stuff. Yeah. There is somebody there is somebody building there's a wormhole guy, he's there's, a hermit. There's always people who say that. Yeah. No, no, but I've um, seen but he's demonstrated the amount of uh, PI that he's putting together, so he's on his way to building it. It's gonna take him years, a Russian guy, I think. Not saying he will do it, saying he's moving in that direction. He wants to do it. Going to die? Yes, this is a foregone conclusion. It's not being defended. Um, and so it's just a matter of uh, whittling it down. Sully, you were saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, the plan to keep start, I believe when it was brought out, would take more resource. I think. Yep, uh, I just put it in. It was, yeah, there was more resource required to build it than currently had been in the game, had been made since the beginning of eve to that point yeah it was so, theoretically impossible to build um, i mean yeah they designed it to be a quote-unquote theoretically impossible like they know it can be um, if you remember by many a pretty unfeasible feat look how many we have in the game now so yeah well they were originally conceptualized as alliance level assets and now they're personal assets right. uh, a palatine keep start if you ignore all of the stuff needed to uh to actually make it and the the materials and everything cost it is 1950 production line part of the reason they made it an impossibly high uh, threshold to build one was uh, the example they had in history about how eve players could become uh, have ingenuity and build many many uh, titans so that was a, a counter to like, we dare you to find a way to do that here. Interesting thing about the Palatine Keepstar is, A, there can only ever be one in existence at any given point in time. If there is one anchored, then you cannot anchor another one. You could build as many as you want, but you can't anchor it. And when the first one is destroyed, there will be a permanent monument erected. Okay, so a couple more questions. And one is, will there be a fight today? I saw that question. I can't find who asked it. There won't be a fight today that I can... Yeah, you won't see a fight today. You saw on Doomsday Local. come off the Keepstar, but that's not really a fight. Local has just hit 3,355 pilots. Incredible. That is incredible because that's not a fight between two parties. That's one side of this war, and it's amazing. We've never seen a number that big for one side. And if I were in the Imperium uh, leadership, I would be very worried about that number. Uh, I do still hear jump effects, however... My camera client has now gone down to 1.7 FPS, so I'm going to wait for it to kind of settle out a little bit. Yeah, don't swing. That's Vili, uh, leader of test. Say that again, sorry. Part this is only one front worth of forces, EPL uh, and, and the Western, so Western who's, Front. So who's not here? Uh, test isn't here. The majority of Legacy isn't here. Is Fraternity there? Or Army of Mango? Uh, I believe so, yeah. An army of... Uh... No, no, army isn't there, but fraternity would be. But Le Legacy sent up one full fleet and... and... It makes it worse. It makes it go slower. Well, here's the question that we posed to Killer Billy since you're here. And that was uh, something brought up by Arya from TNT, uh, the Imperium. He said, if you can basically get this many people in system without test, without Legacy, the whole idea that 
the rest of the game couldn't take on Test plus the Imperium seems... Uh, I don't know. That's kind of debatable, right? I was in here right now, so take away the 20, you know, 300 legacy that's there, so it's 2,700. Goons can pretty consistently form 1,500, and I'm pretty sure... Big force. This, I've, I've never seen a force this big that was... Uh... On, on the one side. That's uh, maybe the biggest armada ever assembled uh, is what you're seeing taking out this first Keepstar in Fountain. Fountain has already fallen. It's been essentially abandoned uh, as a tactical retreat was made by Bastion and the initiative back to Delve where they have 42 Keepstars in a much better defensible area. So Fountain has fallen. This first Keepstar will die in a few minutes. It's taken a long time because of tie-dye. Time is moving at Tida is currently set at 39%. Oh, 39, okay. Because, um, like I was alluded to earlier, there isn't a big brawl going on. So there's one main target, which is the Keepstar. There's not a load of um, fighters being reassigned, weapons being sucked in, multiple groups taking multiple damage types. The server is able to cope relatively well with this. If this was a 1500 v 1500 fight, Tida would be at max Tida just because of the calculations the server have to do for every ship taking damage, every ship doing damage and things like that. That's the only way you see tie-dye spike as well when people leave systems. It's because the server has to go, oh, people are leaving. Why I have to do work and calculate all that. Because it's single target, it's why we've, the server's able to handle this much. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it'd be crushing 10% tie-dye. So here's the second doomsday going off. I think you saw that lightning bolt coming from the station. So... We've seen, that's the second Doomsday we've seen. Uh, don't know what that was aimed at. You just see a little blue speck just disappear on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got... is it, it was there and then it just went and disappeared. <laughs> yeah, whoever was the target of that is eviscerated. <laughs> yeah, that's, there's there a you go. small, there's a, tiny explosion. Yeah, I saw that little explosion there. The Armada here doesn't have a, uh, a uh, Doomsday decoy. Um yeah. That would imply we feel the need to go in range of the Keepster. Yeah, so, so Doomsday decoys, what it means by that is, like Matt was said earlier, the Keepstar Doomsday will hit the designated target, then it will look for the biggest mass target. So typically what um, groups will do if, if they are using Dreadnoughts um, on the Keepstar is they will have a Apostle or another Fax, something that is big and meaty, and they'll put it as much mass as possible so that when the Keepstar goes to Doomsday something, it goes... I'm looking for the biggest thing possible. Oh, there's an apostle, and it soaks the damage. It's designed to soak up that keeps stars doomsday. So, or one million is stowers. They they yeah. usually does it by group. So when we fight a keep star grid in wormholes, normally what we'll do is we'll do Higgs rig ospreys. Usually it will attack the biggest mass of uh, like group of mass, um, at least from our testing and what we've seen. Um, so yeah, I was, I said they're not even using it here, but uh, I guess you don't necessarily need to on a large respect. Anything valuable is far enough away that it can't be reached. Right. That's what Billy was saying. Carriers uh, are doing the majority of the work here. So. Right. So you remember to the audience, bef we saw the structure way above it is this, uh, Astra house. It's surrounded by carriers. The carriers sit around that Astra house in relative safety. And then from there, they rain down or snow down all these drones. And that's what we were watching move in slow motion. So we said it looked like uh, it was snowing on a on a sphere. If you look at the top of the stream. A doomsday hit a stiletto and a couple fraternity noob ships that we're flying around with. <laughs> <laughs> that's a glorious way to go. To, to give you an idea of the target selection the Keepstar currently has. 
yeah. I, we did to see there's a group of um, subcapitals on the left uh, who owns them. Um, fraternity, uh, Zealot Fleet. Um, obviously, once the Keepstar has fired its doomsday, it needs time to recharge. So the small subcapital groups go, I know it's now safe. The Keepstar can't doomsday us and cause devastation. So they then come back into range and they'll shoot at it for a few minutes, um, mainly just to get on the kill mails and things like that. When the timer has come up for the doomsday, they'll likely leave grid again. They've got people keeping an eye on the uh, on the doomsday, and they'll probably send them back a few minutes early just because uh, of the way that tie-dye is currently set up right now. If the keeps over, it looks to be about 20 to 25% at the moment, because unfortunately um, I don't have it locked, otherwise I fear for this cameraman's life. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't zap you. But it would be really awesome if he did, because we could see that lightning bolt coming at us. It's funny, you can you can tell how many drones are around this Keepstar by the amount of blue at the top of the screen. Those are... Those are just carriers. They're not even just the drones. The drones aren't shown on my bracket profile at the oh, moment. That's carriers. just the carriers at the top. I think we saw that as like 540 Thanatos and like 100 Archons or something. So 100 carriers there. Just the drones. Oh, they're, they're surrounding this structure and shooting at it. That's what's going on there. You know, it'd be an interesting fix is to is to nerf drone gun range so that it could never reach a keep star structure. These fighters are probably taking damage from the PDS. Um, so, what's currently happening is only two of the four, of the four fighter groups have the optimal range when increased to be able to hit the keep star from safety. Only energies and Templars optimal range uh, bumped. Uh, can really do this from any safety. Furbolgs and Dragonflies just don't have the base range that when modified to get out far enough away from a PDS-rigged uh, Keepstar. Oh, interesting. So the other ones are at risk of blowing up while they try to attack it. H hence why, if you look right now, I'm sure it'd be all EM and explosive fighters. Yeah. Or the vast, vast majority. Energies all Templars. So it's being asked, is this a glass fountain campaign? I don't think so. It's never been characterized that way. I've heard it once, but Vili, you're in charge of uh, much of this campaign in general. It's not a glass fountain campaign, but glassing fountain is part of the campaign. Yeah. What would you call this campaign? I believe it's being called World War B2. But but in a military sense, like that's the fun name that's out in public. But what's the, is there a campaign name to this? Was there any thought of that uh, when you started? Campaign name? like Yeah, like Max Destruction or Max... Operation like bee extermination, like something like that. <laughs> like okay, so there was no name. <laughs> no, no, man. But the, someone just discorded me the message. It's global warming reducing the population of bees. Oh no, the bees alone. So uh, in the in in the old times, you didn't name a war, right? Because it wasn't really concepts of major wars. It was more like campaigns. There was a thing that your group was going to do, uh, and then if a war resulted from that, then you could later, you know name the war or you could say it was the max campaign war or whatever military leaders would name their operations a lot more like uh, no dressing to these fights because they were slower uh, and uh, not nearly as professionalized as they are now that number that's a real big real big takeaway local is currently three three eight eight three thousand three hundred and eighty eight pilots in system most of them here to destroy that keepstar that's astounding. And that is not, I won't say one half, but that is one, one of the theaters. So I mean, that's a lot, especially at this stage in the war where it seemed to be kind of calming down. Normally a rare Keepstars or whatever behind this, but if you kill one today, it's 55, and then two more, it's 53. Like Bit by bit, people are excited for it. And earlier in chat asked, how would you go around tackling Delve 
and the immediate reply was you take them one at a time. Also, this is a, it should be noted. This is a Keepstar that Keepstar. This is pretty a pretty notable Keepstar. It's one of the early ones built. It was built in Fountain on the edge of Pure Blind, so it was used to launch a lot of attacks from the south up into the north. And uh, J5A is also a historic system where a huge battle happened uh, between, well, actually Test and uh, at the time it was CFC uh, versus Test. Uh, they were the honey, ba honey badgers at the time. Emic Legion was in that fight along with uh, the rest of N3, which would be NC and other groups. And I believe JTAC 5 is where the server went out under the pressure of uh, uh, so many uh, capitals fighting it out. And Z9PP, two jumps away. Two jumps away, okay. So it wasn't this system, but it was... Uh, I think they were. there was something about this system that they wanted to, they wanted to conquer it or something. Well, during the original Fountain War... CFC staged from B-D, which is next door. And so I think many of the regionals were dealing with it in this war because you can go through the outer ring passage. But um, for sure, this was the place where the mass majority of the fighting happened in the first couple weeks of the uh, original Fountain War. So this is a Fountain War territory here, this one. That's from 2014? 2013 was Fountain War, actually. So seven yeah. years later. And it was around this time. I think it was a summer war. So, or it was a... Fountain War was... Yeah, I think it was a late summer war, right around this time. So it's almost exactly seven years ago, we were seeing massive fighting in this same area with a lot of the same alliances at war. Now, what's the damage at, can you tell, Sully? Uh, looks to be between, I'd say between 10 and 15%, if not less. Um, the chat, I'm sure, will be able to correct us because they are able to have it locked because they are watching whilst also in system. 18% is what we're getting. Now 17%, thank you. Somebody's way off there with 38%. <laughs> We're just going to ignore you. Okay, 17%. This is going to take a long time. Yeah, it yeah. should be done in about 30 minutes. Yeah, tie-dye is uh, bouncing between 50% and 30%, depending on fleets. We are very close to breaking the 3,400 mark in local. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can't remember what the current record is in one system. Well, in one system, it was like 6,000... I want to say 6,400, but I, I, I think that's a little bit off. It's just over 6,000, I think. Astounding here is that this is uh, a huge show of force. Yeah, LB Puppy put a D-scan in earlier of local. Um, so you can tell from what really said, test lights have bought 61 pilots. Jeez. I've been uh, 3395. I can see the rockets whizzing right past me. To be fair, when I say when he says we brought 61 pilots, it's more like... 61 random test guys have decided to show up before the kill. 61 pilots think they need a 200 billion plus kill, kill mail on their kill boards. I heard, um, Rich, I heard Rich talking. Is he still here? He sounded like he was in a foxhole. Can you report? We're looking at uh, just under 3,400 people in local. I'm seeing rockets whiz right past me. That's a crazy high number, isn't it? I'm reading 3,396 right now. Man, Sully, that client's probably crying right now. Uh, I am up to... Oh, it's dropped down to 5 gig RAM usage. What was it up at? 9 gig at the peak. <laughs> oh, you got, you, got to, you got to look at the, the commit charge for it, because that's how much it's really using. The, uh, the ways of visualizing it become limited, and so things move slower, and uh, clients are under a huge burden. This was much worse uh, years ago when there was only a 32-bit client. Uh, at, at that point, uh, you would just have client seize and uh, disconnect. So, able to see this uh, at all these days. Yeah, commit is saying 12 gig. <laughs> so it, that's that's yeah. about right. 
uh, it's just about to creep over 10% of my system's available RAM, so I've got plenty to spare. Yeah, so uh, Jojo says, uh, out of all the dead keep stars in Zeke kill, the largest fleet so far was 1,800 pilots on the kill mail, and that was from the CCP, sorry, from uh, CFC Imperium. So that might have been during the Fountain campaign not long ago. And I think you're going to get, I think you got, you are going to break that record. There's going to be more, more than 1,800 uh, people on this kill mail. Mail can handle That's it. That's a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe the new kill mails may be able to handle this. I remember the older ones that if you had a system on a heavy load, the kill mail would just be an empty. There are yeah. historical images of Z kill titans which have no fist at all because the server just went, I can't handle generating your kill mail i know you died in this ship um i do believe i know of one case as well where a pilot lost his titan in such heavy load on the server they actually spawned in his in his titan so he was actually docked in high sec titan. Yeah. <laughs> oops lady scarlet's titan uh in btac r she was destroyed in btac r and her kill mail came up empty without a fit and she was teased that she didn't even have a fit titan um, but it was actually a kill mail error that wouldn't show it. It was actually yeah. a very strong fit. Yeah, there are. I think I know of, I personally know of one, but I believe I've heard a couple of times where the server's under such heavy load that kill mails themselves have just not even been generated. There was one in the branch war many years ago where a POS had so many pilots on the kill mail, it just refused to generate a kill mail because yeah. the server just wasn't able to handle it it was deleted the structure as normal it was a kill but there was no evidence of the kill so station eggs um the station in the fountain war actually God, it was about seven years ago and there was no kill mail for that before the new structures uh, when you had old uh, outposts and stations that you could put down they came in the form of an egg that you had a plant so it's important to note right now if you're not watching the screen there's a large number of fleets maneuvering around the grid and starting to come in yeah, which means they're probably getting their shots in on the Keepstar to ensure kill mills. Um, so my guess is that Keepstar is looking pretty low, and it's either fired its doomsday for the last time or about to. Is there going to be any real fireworks? They're going to come in the next few minutes, probably. I'm hoping my client has enough of a setting set so that I can see the Keepstar explosion. I do have an FX enabled. It will be interesting to see if the Keepstar does generate its explosion or not. That's a good point. So a lot of people are uh, destroying this thing with drones. So the carriers will be on the kill mails, but all these smaller fleets haven't hit it yet. So they won't be on the kill mail. And that's why Avili is saying they are now surrounding the Keepstar to try to shoot it a little bit to get on that kill mail and get this registered as part of the their destruction. And you don't want to do that. Keepstar has a doomsday available to it because it'll take out five or six ships in one blast. 10% so left. The person who is manning this Keepstar... Um, is frantically either hoping that Doomsday Timer is up and choosing a target and yeah. trying to lock them, or frantically clicking a button hoping that the Doomsday <laughs> will fire before it dies. Yeah, it's I'm pretty sure he'll get a Doomsday off before it goes with this amount of tie die. I don't yeah. think a reasonable uh, risk. So, even if he uh, does, I don't think anybody particularly cares if they die. Uh, you know, at no. This point. They're, they're, no, they've, all, they've all gotten their shot in. They're on, they're on the mail. Yeah, six people uh, dying is not really much in the scheme of a Keepstar kill. Yeah, and as was said earlier, obviously with the grid fight, now there are a lot more tie-dye has maxed out because of the difference in fight, whereas it was mostly fighters before. Now there are 300 to 500 plus subcapitals in just this screen alone, all trying to do damage. The server has a lot more calculations to do, and so tie-dye will maintain at maximum uh, guns from actually not doing damage. 
players of old will know how it, uh, frustrating it can be. So a question from the audience here, Kakaro, I think says, lots of assets in the Keepstar, which will asset safety. Given the age of this Keepstar, there could be a considerable amount of assets in here that will end up in asset safety. Um, I don't know of anyone who personally still has assets in here since either left the game or moved on to other space and just deemed it as a dead asset because the amount of asset safety going on here. And uh, Arya brings up a good point. There could be assets from before the time where Imperium took over the Keepstar. There also yeah, I mean, be it's all gonna it's all gonna safety. This thing isn't abandoned. No, right. yeah, it's all gonna go into safety, which I believe this system goes into Velazen, into low tech. I imagine there'll be people camping there for some odd fun things as well as some possible fire sales that may come out. Similar to what um Aria said, uh, I also have some fireworks in the station from when I was in Fountain. So yeah, some things do get left behind. One thing that you won't get back is your clones and their implants. Those will be destroyed. And there are people who have expensive clones in there. Uh, That seems a little less likely. Uh, When you talk about the IGE Keepstar tomorrow, uh, that seems much more likely. But here, I don't think a pile of expensive clones is all that realistic. It's really unfortunate that there's no record of that. Um, From last Sunday's show, and also from EVNT, said that he had a clone in that fountain keepstar and that might have been fountain wasn't sorry when the culture was in charge of it i'm not sure but it's uh uh lovely said the odds of there being clones in here with expensive implants isn't likely because generally speaking pilots will log off in their expensive clones if they're not going to be here for a while as well as if they are leaving the area they'll take most of that stuff with them Mm -hmm. so the likelihood of there being expensive pods in here is low not to say there isn't but IG I expect to be a significant one. Um, yeah. Just from that was initiatives main staging for a long period of time sits in there that will go into asset safety. And if I was to be betting from an outsider point of view, IG would probably be the Keepstar I would like to see defended the most, just from how long people were sat there with it. Mm. RJ confirms that uh, he used to be in the culture, and that's why he has a clone in there. It's from a long time ago. Increasing that much anymore, it seems to mainly be decreasing with pilots logging off, or there is very little health left. So Station identification <laughs> thing now. You were watching Talking in the Stations on Saturday. We were watching the first Keepstar go down in this war in J5A. That is the Fountain region. It did belong to Goonswarm. and is uh, under the pressure of 3,400 combatants in system that's the largest number of combatants we've ever seen on one side of a conflict the largest ever in a system was over six thousand, and that was in the guinness book of world records i am Matterall here with sully you may know he gained a lot of fame by picking up the biggest loot drop in history uh, when stations went into abandoned mode we're also here with uh, villi and uh, vonsway and others Killer B had come by earlier. Tell us what was going on. He's in charge of the fleets that are destroying this Keepstar, so he had to take off. To, uh, answer the question, chat from Horde Bean. It is and it isn't overkill. Um, Wait, let's let's get the question out there for people who are listening. So Horde Bean asked, um, "Is it a bit overkill to bring this force versus an uncontested Keepstar? Because yeah. generally, it's hard to save for that side. However, it is also a good opportunity to show good opportunity as well to show how." Um, the fleets are uh, how much of a force the attackers can bring. For example, bringing over six over five hundred carriers, six hundred capitals onto a grid is an immense force for them to. Yeah, bringing that many will discourage the defense. We do see keeps our defenses, and the fights will be 
um, an interesting one. It's I don't think we will have had a Keepstar defense on this scale that wasn't a massive Titan Brawl. It'd only be a few seconds, um, or a few percentage rather, of health until the Keepstar reaches its peak and destroys. The uh, I can't see Tide at the moment because obviously I've got the screen as this view, but I imagine it's still at 10% and struggling because you can see the What's command that? burst effects coming up. 7% it looks like. Yes, 7%. Right, so some of the uh, realities of people arriving to shoot at this first Keepstar is that people want in on this, they're going to get in on it. They'll get in on the fleets, and if not, they'll go and try to third-party it. So, But yeah, it, it, is, it is a war of intimidation and success and trying to succeed. They're not going to spare any expense or take any chances uh, to try to... Yeah, Paulie, I will uh, zoom the camera out once the explosion has started. We want to see all the little, the little flares that happened before. The graphics are kind of cool on this. They're going to happen slowly, but you'll see uh, explosions happening all over the structure for a time. And then those little explosions turn into a giant explosion. In theory, if the server is going to let me view it. If it doesn't, yeah. I will make sure it does for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, all that in theory. <laughs> the uh, the game sometimes, I have seen it where it just refuses to do detonations. Um, for example, uh, when Primitor was being changed from the Fortazar to the Tranquility Twin Towers, I didn't see any explosions on those structures because it was just too much in local. You're still here, and you're the uh, owner and operator of the Tranquility Trade Tower in Perimeter. Have you heard any rumors about uh, a group wanting to try to take that down recently? How about how about credible rumors? Maybe he's away from the... Uh, <laughs> away from my push to talk for a second. Oh. Um, there is a group that's going to take a pot shot at it. Well-known kind of event that's taking place. Um, it's devoted no uh i've seen the fit of that keep stuff from uh, ship scanning and i believe it has somewhere in the realm of 800 million effective hit points oh my god isn't that like isn't a titan these days like 52 million hit points uh titan is about 30 30 oh yeah between 25 and 30 on average has an incredible amount of hit points i think i initially worked out that if you was able to do the minimum DPS, it would take you over four hours to reinforce it through shield fences on that star due to the armor plating and layering it has. Luck uh, trying to destroy that. All right, uh, tomorrow there will be another big fight happening at Lantorn between Snuff and Siege Green and their allies. The uh, the last timer on that Fortizar had a, a massive fight. It was dreadnoughts. It got up to 750 billion in losses. So it was a huge, huge fight. Horde was involved in that one as well. And somebody give me a timer. We're probably within 10 minutes of this thing being uh, going up in flames. Yeah, I saw people mention that it's about 5% um, structure left. So you can see the light, um, what I alluded to earlier, when it was at about 50%, the lights are now going dimmer. They're also blacking out in their docking area. Yeah, we're at four percent. Yeah, so and someone mentioned earlier that uh, it will be a keeps that explosion at one percent, uh, one FPS. I have you know, I'm at two point four at the moment because <laughs> of the amount of stuff that is on grid. Uh, I imagine yeah. many other pilots are at a similar position. Obviously, they have gone into quote unquote potato mode, which is the minimal graphics, no effects showing. So I've got effects showing, so you can see the command bursts, and we can see small little things going on. Achieve as high FPS as possible in this. Yeah, so here's an interesting fun fact, says uh, Leapsufo. Lantorn, that's the system where the snuff fight will take place tomorrow. And this Keepstar are on the same node. So Lantorn is 
going to be tie-dyed pretty hard. I'm not sure that's true, and I think he means tomorrow's keep star. So I do know the node. So this node is reinforced. It may be that Lantern is on reinforced as well, which means they could be on the same node. Node is shared on one of my alternate systems that I use for Sino oh. routes. Oh, and really? A, a 10 minute Sino took 55 minutes to end. Oh, that's wild. Is it anywhere geographically near that system of Lantern? Yep. Oh, okay. It is, I think it's. Um, two regions away. I was like, why have I got Max Tide? I um, looked on Zedkill and I see a huge fight. I'm like, oh, I must be on the same node as them. Oh, that's crazy. And yeah, I, I lit a 10 minute Sano and it took 52 minutes of real time for it to end. That's really interesting. You know, this is a reinforced node and it'll be done and over by tomorrow when Lantorn begins. So I can't see how this fight here will affect Lantorns. But if, if tomorrow's node is also reinforced, sorry, tomorrow is IGE, I believe. If that node is reinforced and Lantorn is reinforced, then yeah, you might see some additional slowness. Yeah. Um, I would recommend that if anyone is involved in that Lantorn fight tomorrow in any sense, they do use CCP's um, reinforcement system to make sure that that node is reinforced. So there is as much chance as possible that the fight has as minimalistic tie-dye as needed. Yeah. And Snuff has been involved um, with CVA lately, so they've been kind of partnered. And I think it's very interesting that we have conflict in Providence that has led to the destabilization of Block. CVA has parted ways essentially with it and moved on with Snuff. They're usually now operating in Placid. And that we have that conflict and this wars conflict, both having high points at the same time, probably the same moment. That's unusual. And uh, yeah, CGJ Con asked what graphics card is the camera man using, mm-hmm. and Fonsuri does. I am using a GT- GeForce RTX 2070 Super. Yeah, I got him in chat. Graphics are a little bit diminished because of the. This is not my camera or my computer, so uh, we are seeing the image in high res on my computer to translate all that. Um, high definition over to OBS, and that's why you're seeing it uh, a little bit lower. Oh, we just saw something explode there. That blue star, that flash. Uh, yeah, that's a, there's a small gang down there. You can see from the effects uh, where there's a couple of small groups, you can see some warping effects, but the command burst, for example, you can see there's one right at the bottom of the screen, two in the middle, and one on the right, so you can tell there's roughly fleets there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some small cap, cap transfers going on just okay. below the keep star as well. We're at 1%, so this thing's uh, demise is imminent. Looking to lose all of Fountain, or are they going to resist? Okay. Have you been watching these shows over the last month and a half? I unfortunately have not. Okay, so, sit there quietly before I mute you. <laughs> we'll answer all your <laughs> questions at the end of the show. We have 1% left on this keep star. Uh, we're about to see this thing explode. This is... Uh, Keepstar put down by the culture. We uh, get sold to Goonswarm. It was used to stage many attacks in the north. The invasion of Tribute, uh, this was one of the key staging grounds to been to before they continued on to the north. So this is a historic Keepstar. And uh, yes, Fountain is at this point all but abandoned by the Imperium. It has essentially been taken over by Horde, on paper at least, but you have NC in there doing a lot of the work, uh, Pandemic Legion as well. Fountain's doing a lot of the entosising. Um, this Keepstar here is being destroyed by mostly by small fleets from around the coalition or super coalition of uh, that is invading the Imperium. There it goes. 
We're seeing reports that it's exploding, and we sh hopefully we'll see some graphics here in a second. It may just disappear and turn into a wreck. It depends on what the uh, limited graphics yeah. can render. Well, Sully's given us everything he can. He doesn't have it turned down. I did turn down the effects earlier. However, they are back on, and I believe because I can see other effects, it should still show, but we'll have to wait and see for the server to... Uh... There we go. There, there it goes. This explosion. It's taken a while to render onto... Uh... I am still seeing the Keepstar. Yeah, but you so, see that in the, the left-hand tower? At the oh, top, the small yeah, explosions. Right-hand yeah, okay. tower at the bottom. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. These, these explosions aren't one big boom. It is Sorry, a chain yeah. reaction. Thought that you guys had seen the giant explosion. All right, here you go. The, the, the explosion sequence has started. You're seeing the towers, uh, large flames coming out of the tower, uh, both the north and south tower, we'll call them. Reality. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, too much reality in that. <laughs> um, left and the right. <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's go left and right. <laughs> yeah, left and right towers. Yeah. Oh, now off the top. Off the top of the right tower. And uh, you're starting to see more explosions now in the body of the structure. The good thing about tie-dye is even this is now slowed down. So we get to enjoy it for more. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we're seeing it thanks to you. Oh, some of those explosions are bigger than others now. Multiple explosions in the center of the structure. Incredible. J5A Keepstar being destroyed. It's now riddled with so explosions. The narrative is, uh, narrative is uh, thanks attackers for cleaning up our abandoned... So because as well, this system is under heavy tide we are still seeing the explosion. However, the kill mail has been generated. Um, so people are saying that there are 3,100 people on it. We see the giant flash uh, emitting from the center of the structure. It lit up the entire space sky. And it is in the process. Oh, are we getting a blue explosion? Yes, and this is a rare blue explosion. At least it was initially. Uh, it looks awfully yellow now. I mean, blue explosions are only 8% of explosions or something. You'd see the shockwave. My God, shockwaves. I'm terrified of shockwaves now after I saw the explosion in Beirut. Uh, but you see that massive shockwave going through. Uh, you will see debris flying. Uh, here's the center point of and growing and that will grow to the size of the screen and you will see inside of that debris flying along with it there's a second shockwave ring of fire and you can see that fireball growing uh the top of it getting bigger on the outside just on the screen at the moment you see a small scattering of debris like it is following another shockwave out i'm gonna get out of the way here the killer's been displayed on z kill yeah there's uh there's the kill mail linked in twitch chat 3,103 pilots involved. Can you hide your frame rate? Is that possible? Standard value, 160 billion is. Yeah, that's a standard value, though. That's uh, no way to know. Yeah, if you if you subtract the value of the structure itself, which may or may not be valid, that's listed at 100 billion. So yeah. everything that's not the actual structure was 60 billion. Then that is not accurate for the rigs. The oh, rigs are not 16.6 billion. You're right. Oh, no, absolutely not. So let's subtract those as well. So for the audience, we are not we are not looking at a sun. That is the remnants of an explosion of the Keepstar in J5A. You can still see the explosion ring around it. You're starting to see probably warps that were initiated long before. Uh, and those are subcapital ships uh, flying out of the area. So this, this timer incurred, this particular engagement was uh, about 100 million damage. Hundred billion, of course, by the just way. the hull. Hundred billion, right? No, hundred million damage. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, yeah. hundred and six million damage done to the keep mm -hmm. stop because it had the rest of its damage was done previously, so it only yep. had its structure remain. So the armor time on the structure would have been the fit of it. You can see it was 
militarized Keepstar. At the two-hour mark, so we'll wrap up here in just a minute uh, as we see those drones uh, start to withdraw, going back to their carriers. It's going a lot quicker than it, than it was before. Look at those things yeah. warp out. Tie-dye will start to be lifted as people exit the system. What was the local at? What's a tie point? I think we was 3,396. Look, 3,400, but for all of a few pilots, yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to classify that as 3,400. because Yeah, let's just call it that. <laughs> Force. Uh, you're going to see that probably again tomorrow and then the next day. Uh, look for uh, similar keep stars to go down on Sunday, right around this time. And then again on Monday. Um, for those wondering, in terms of the pilot split from the kill mail, um, the average carrier pilot did 0.5% of the damage. Not even one person did 1% of the damage to this keep star. Everybody was under 1%, huh? Yeah. Um, again, so let's talk a little bit more about the war. We may have uh, some of the fleet commanders come in. They're awfully busy right now with drawing troops, making sure everybody's safed up. Uh, so they, they may not make a return visit. Uh, but I want to thank Killer B for coming by earlier and explaining some of the stuff that was going on, and uh, Billy for talking about the war and giving it some context. I'll leave us with the view of the Astra House with the carriers extracting. Yeah. And obviously, there is a couple of Titans on grid to enable sub capital fleets easier between uh, removal grids. Yeah. They're giving them a boost out. And if they don't do that, then they are in danger of getting picked off on their way home from. Uh, initiative and goon swarm that really can't defend this keep star, but they can sure as heck capture people on their way home and uh, kill a few of them. So they're here waiting. So to avoid that, they're being jumped out by Titans. The big as structure. Well as one, one big thing is when you have a large fleet like this, uh, leaving systems, the surrounding systems may not be reinforced. So you all cannot leave at the same time. So Titan bridges allow people to exit the battlefield away from where the fights are, away from where the large amount of people are, so that the servers don't immediately start to hit tie-dye from 3,000 people trying to leave system via the Stargate. Yeah, those 3,000 players are dispersed as opposed to all... Uh, shout out to all the Logi pilots that couldn't get on the kill mail. I don't think there would be many that came to this fight without a warrior drone in their drone bay because everyone that showed up showed up to kill this, so... Yeah. But yeah... I think they're going to work on kill mails soon. Uh, they've talked about the ability to put Logi on kill mails, and, and if they can do that, uh, I think soon this will be a problem of the past. Get many Logi coming into a situation like this. Uh, with this many people, the being Logi is just, uh, it's not yeah, defended and stuff. So There'll be a, a decent amount of logistics for the small ships. You can see there's a couple of, um, apost- there's an apostle here on the screen at the moment who bring logistics here. However, typically they will be on alts or mm-hmm. let's say they will have a, a single small gun to shoot the structure with because with this not being a massively defended structure. So you might have an alt going with your subcap or even your carrier. That's uh, that's what I meant. Normally you'll nobody's going to be just Lodgy coming to a fight this big unless that's part of their identity and they only do it that and that sort of thing then maybe. But normally... Uh, you want to get in on the damage because the damage gets you on the kill mail. Again, that may change in the near future. CCP is probably able now to represent other parts of a kill mail, not just damage. All right, do we still have a, c- a cable? Is he in here? Did he take off? He took off, right? Whoa, is that another Titan coming in there? Yeah, that is. So so we have uh, no 64 life in chat. It says we ejected and traded ships with Logi pilots so that they could get on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. 
Uh, so we saw it's a second Titan come in. You're looking at an Astra house. That's the big structure that you're seeing. Above it is an avatar. I can see there right above it. And then I think in the far right in the shadows is a, looks like a Ragnarok up there. Yeah. So there's a, a Ragnarok that's bridging out a subcapital fleet as we speak. That's the red flashes going off. Uh, Ragnarok just signed in on the top right as well. Likelihood to bring it average out as, uh, their fleet and the avatar in the middle. Is just waiting for all the pilots to get in range to bridge them out. That was drawing. So you're seeing that glow. That's the bridge activated, and you're seeing people uh, jump out uh, through that bridge. It's all very mystical. And three thousand pilots. Uh, that's thousands of players showing up to destroy this first structure in this war. A hugely impressive number uh, for one side. And again, if I were the Imperium, I would be nervous about that many people showing up. Uh, Again, it's very particular, but it's bigger than anything we've seen previously in the history of EVE Online. All right, I'm back. Killer B, you want to give us an after-action report? What happened? Pretty standard. You know, lots of carriers and lots of people. Um, yeah, killed the first Keepstar. Fun f- I didn't know that, but this is actually the first Keepstar that has the actual Condi ticker. Obviously, it's not the first Goon Keepstar to die, but it is the first one uh, that has actually died under... The goons who are in Federation tag on Z-Kill. I did not know that at all. Oh, that's pretty a pretty fun fact, I guess. First pretty time fun for everything. That's really but interesting. Yeah, apart from that, nothing really happened. That's really interesting because it kind of tells you the state of the war. Uh, seeing a goon swarm Keepstar go down, even without a fight, is just... Uh, I don't see how that could be anything but a, a twist in the normal narrative of the of the game. The Imperium being the biggest group there is, and being able to defend uh, their structures is. Yeah, I mean, obviously they, the, the Imperium is managing their um, their members very well and the narrative very well, and I don't think that this is like a big blow for any of the uh, Imperium members because they were, you know, they were told this was going to happen. They looked for opportunities to have fun when they could on these timers, like in CTEC N for the CTEC and Armor timer. Uh, you know, um, they uh, actually not CTEC N for the IGE Armor timer. I can't remember which one for one of them. Yeah, they showed they showed up they showed up with uh, with two fleets right, and they actually made it a bit annoying. They made it a bit annoying to reinforce the keepsa because they were shooting fighters. We had to reposition. We had to like work around them, right? So um, they looked for opportunities to hurt us, and um, that's fair. That's fair game. I honestly, I think it would be f- like. It would be wrong to say something like, oh, look, the, the Imperium lost the J4A Keepstar. Clearly, they can't defend Keepstars, right? Because that's obviously not the case. Uh, it's, this is a, these Keepstars and Fountain are written off. They have been communicating that to their people. And um, that's just, you know, mm-hmm. that's a realistic assessment of the situation. I think it, would be, it wouldn't be a smart move to go like, oh, we're going to defend these Keepstars and Fountain. Because realistically, it would be a very, very huge... Uh, commitments that they probably can't hold up moving all their forces in the fountain which they won't but it is interesting But yeah for us it's obviously cool right like our people we we, contest or not at the end of the day people were excited people showed up and you know we got two more to come yeah and everything you've said sounds absolutely correct this is not something the that should show weakness in the imperium they've made tactical decisions to fight a little bit later Uh, but it is interesting to see a Keepstar with a Goon Swarm flag on it to go down. And as you were saying, it's the first time it's ever happened. We'll have uh, one more Keepstar tomorrow and then one more on Monday. Uh, then th- that's actually the way more exciting part about this is that, you know, we, we are then going to get closer to the next stage of the war, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. where uh, 
where you know fountains basically wrapped up to a degree and uh, we can then you know look at relocating the panfem forces and i think that's when the fighting will pick up again i think that's when things are going to be much more interesting again yeah. uh, in this war who are these bridging titans that we're seeing uh yeah just bridge titans are they all from um, the avatar is fraternity the ragnarok on the left is nc and the ragnarok on the right is pandemic horde yeah yeah we obviously whenever we deploy somewhere we bring a we bring us you know a a group of people that are dedicated bridge titans these people all have these people all have at least two titans right they have one bridge titan and one main titan that's with our main super cap force um then we have like a crew of people that always bring their bridge titans along to deployments because obviously it's something you need to have Okay. Ragnaroks are great for that because you can fit them and they'll be really fast. Most of these Ragnaroks are hyper fit, which means they warp as fast as a Dictor almost, and you know that kind of stuff. It's just yes. funny to see them get around. Like a cool job being a bridging titan. Yeah, honestly, I think it can be. Yeah, going into another pandemic called Ragnarok. There's certainly there's certainly something like the the most loyal bridge titans that have been on us with deployments with us forever beforehand. Usually, like for example, when we deployed to Hophip, we told our bridge titan squad like a couple of days in advance that we're going to Hophip, so they could already start you know taking their titans uh, towards there. With we told them to go via downtime jumps. Obviously, some of them didn't listen and some oh, of them died. Is that why they got caught? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like Pitts. Pitts was one of the titans we told early to get get his bridge titan down, and then he got caught by uh, LSH on the way down because oh, yeah. he didn't jump at downtime. But you know, that's that's these things happen. It's fine too. Bridge titan is uh, you're definitely involved if you're a bridge titan, right? FCs yeah. will always be in communication with you and that kind of stuff. I love that. That's what a, what a cool job. As well, not only that, it's a lot of the times titans are underused because of their size and their wealth just there for example we use carriers we used in this fight whereas titans was not bridge titan is to, you get the satisfaction of actually using your ship as well yeah. um or something it was designed for a lot of these have been specially purchased like Louis said specially fit and designed to live and do just this bridge out yeah this uh, ragnarok looks like a knife in my back uh they do get to whore. Like today, we like I told my bridge rack not to whore because I didn't want to risk it because he doesn't have a lot of tank and the, the Keepstar hadn't DD'd in a while. Um, <laughs> but uh, usually, like usually, he can whore with his bridge titan on like the structures we bash as well, which he does. Right, you just have to be a bit careful with him. But uh, so yeah, you actually get to shoot stuff with it too, at least structures. And died. He was in Ragnarok, got shot by a Doomsday accident. Well, to be fair, he got killed by his own Keepstar. <laughs> His own guy, his yeah. own Keepstar, right? Yeah. He basically wanted to see how much damage the Keepstar he did, and he didn't turn his tank on, so he died. He it was not died. reimbursed, I remember. Yeah, because that was the first Keepstar killed by... Sorry, the first uh, Titan killed by a Keepstar was NC's on NC's bill. Well, op success here for Pappy. They destroyed the Keepstar in J5. We're going to see another one tomorrow and another one the day after that. And is there a fourth one coming out soon? No. Oh, so we've only hit the northern keep stars, northern fountain keep stars so far, which were IGE, JFA, and CTECN. Stalin Fountain, uh, we'll see. So that's KVN and OTAC P. OTAC P and YTEC 2, yes. YTEC 2. That'll probably be the last one. That would be the last one, yeah. Because uh, honestly, like I think that if they really wanted to, YTEC 2 is probably one of the. It's probably the only keeps that they can realistically defend if they would really try. I don't think they will really try. Uh, because it doesn't really make sense for them in my mind to try to defend it. But they, I think they could if they wanted to, right? Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, we man. have a we what like I said this on multiple occasions. We plan this week by week mostly, and we have a meeting again tonight with the coalition leadership, and then we decide what we want to do next week. Uh, but this are, week has gone according to plan. It has. Okay. Is there yes. overall is the is your schedule on the war uh, going according to schedule, or is are you behind or ahead, or what's that look like? I mean, we were we were ahead of schedule for the most part. Like uh, while you know. And again, this comes down to whichever narrative you in our like we thought that fountain fell a lot faster than we thought it would. And you know, I know that the Imperium um, has been saying that fountain held out a lot longer than they expected. So again, it depends a little bit on who you ask. But mm -hmm. my like from my POV, we're ahead schedule in the war schedule. Just bonus. It was just um, it took longer than they expected uh, for it to fall, which is surprising because it really uh, it didn't fall within the first two weeks, I believe. But by week four, Fountain was... It was exactly there. one month, funnily enough. Like yeah. the one month after we deployed to Harpip is when Init moved out of Fountain. Yeah. I believe from the first reinforcement timer, um, it was 26 days. On the Fortazar, when the Fortazar was first reinforced, 26 days was their main defense. Yeah, uh, so Mitsu SC says it took 50 dead Init carriers uh, for Fountain to fall. And that sounds odd, but there's some truth to it because that was a pivotal change in the mindset of initiative and how much they wanted to defend uh, fountain i think because they, they yeah were, I, I would agree yeah. i would agree that ltk obviously on the like uh iskwise or whatever it didn't matter 50 carriers or whatever but um it certainly changed the mindset yeah i guess you could say mindset everybody involved and that was uh that was something that happened because dreadnoughts had moved into the area on the Pappy side, right? To protect, to possibly inflict a lot of damage if Initiative wanted to escalate any fight. Exactly. Like, uh, I think it was week two when Test came down with about 600 dreads in total to Harpip. Um, and obviously, we had all of the Panfem dreads already there. So it gave us a ginormous potential dread bomb, at least, um, which, you know, changes uh, how you can use supers these days since nobody's really sure. How much dread uh, bomb can actually do to a super and titan fleet that to me is one of the most interesting aspects of this entire war and why it will be different than any war before it is the new nobody knows what the new potential of the dreadnought titan relationship is I just pray that when that day comes that the servers actually hold up so dreads are not completely dysfunctional right we've had fights like btech r where the dreads just didn't work one of the main reasons that uh, n3 uh, lost um, lost BTEC R was because Manny was he was the fleet commander of uh, the N3 forces at the time and he primary to Dreads instead of Titans mm -hmm. which in a perfect world without tie-dye is probably the right call but uh, with tie-dye and the lag that was happening in BTEC R it was the wrong call um, because generally at a certain stage of, of lag what was that? Uh, at, a, at a certain stage of lag at a certain stage of tie-dye uh, gun cycles and everything is kind of wonky. The one thing you could always rely on was doomsdays, right? But it's something that nobody mm. really knew before BTEC R. And I just hope that when that day comes where either we or they drop that big dread bomb onto that big super and titan fleet to see how much damage can we do, I hope that the, the service will hold up. I hope that dreads will actually work, right? Otherwise, we still won't know. Yeah, that was one thing about uh, BTEC R. It was, uh, became... Sorry, one second. It became obvious that the server became obvious that the server was um, 
favoring or prioritizing Doomsday as opposed to anything else. And uh, yeah. tie-dye was relatively new at the time, too, so it was not completely understood what happened in tie-dye. Okay, you're seeing... Uh, I'll be here again tomorrow, I awesome. guess, Thank if you, you want to. Thanks, Killaby, for giving us the after action. Appreciate it. All right, and uh, you guys may or may not have heard, I only have a few more minutes left before I have to go, but uh, I want to say special thanks here to Sully, who was able to provide beautiful imagery for us uh, and a ton of knowledge about what was going on in the field. Hero of the day. Uh, Sully is part of Talking In Stations, uh, so it's great that he was available. Uh, Fonsway is as well. So we have a great crew here, very knowledgeable people who play this game. I would say it's a really good think tank of uh, some of the highly knowledgeable players of the game telling you what's going on, but giving you context on why it's important and then giving you some historical about why it's interesting. That and we show up, you know, every day. Well, that one's to your credit. Not, not alone, but... Right, so um, is Sully still here? I want to say thanks again. I'm still here. Awesome, man. What's the... Just give us one last update on what's going on there. So... Uh, Tie-dye is all but non-existent, and local is now down to 200 people. It's just the last few stragglers, even Grid. Um, we didn't even see the Keepstar wreck, because by the time the explosion finished, the wreck was long gone. It was too long in these fights, because either people who have spies in the groups try to kill the wrecks quickly, or they just get salvaged and scooped, and everything that's inside it just disappears. So, uh, do, do we know what happened now? Here? By the time the wreck sp would have spawned, it was just immediately gone. I imagine it was probably... Um, salvage because they do contain they do have a large amount of hit points um ccb did change that because useful strategy used to be kill the wreck of your old ships mm -hmm. i imagine there was some loot got for the attacker side not a large amount dropped um it'd be interesting to see if anyone did salvage it but now it's just the last couple of hundred stragglers and then j5a returning to a quiet state due to nothing here to attack anymore those bridging titans will bridge the uh, the last fleets out, and then they will jump themselves and disappear. That's how this battle will end. The That's, thing is, yep. there used to be a keep star down there. Now there's nothing. <laughs> no, there's nothing. There's a few people looking. Yeah. What are those guys doing? A couple of noob ships. Just a couple of uh, noob ships uh, and a couple of little stilettos and stuff. But there, there used to once be, in fact, I do this. So here we can see there is a ball of wrecks from both the PDS firing and various things going on. So in the center of that used to be the Keepstar, and now... That's so wild. It's like a black hole. Something was there. Something it was in the middle of that, but it's no longer there. Uh, yikes. Okay, so we'll try to get Harvey, the guy that uh, installed that Keepstar, soon. He's great to talk to. Let's see if he can give us some more history on it. Remember, tomorrow is a whole other Keepstar. I believe it's IGE. Uh, and then you have CTAC-N. I guess I was right about that originally. KVN will happen later, as will YTech O, sorry, YTech 2 and OTech P. In total, six Fountain Keepstars um, are under threat uh, in the next uh, week and a half to two weeks. Five billion dropped off this one. Thanks, Fonsway. All right, thanks. I want to remind you guys, if you like this coverage, if you like talking in stations, if you think it's valuable, please look us up. You have to go directly to patreon.com slash Matterall. Can't find it any other way. Unfortunately, it's uh, I will uh, become a member, jump into a secret channel that only Patreons are allowed in, uh, and meet uh, with me privately, but also some of these uh, key figures in EVE Online. We'll have Q&As that are special only for P 
Patreons stuff, so bear with us. That's all we have time for today. Thank you very much. We're going to raid over to with Ron, who's also... Uh, all right, he's got 500 people there, so you'll be in good company. Thanks for watching Talking in Stations. We'll see you tomorrow for the next Keepstar Sunday show. And then later today, I can't fail to mention, we're going to have a wormhole show. It's going to be fantastic. There may be fireworks. Is today at uh, 2200 Eve time, so just about three hours. Check that out. Don't miss that. It'll be hosted by Tiberius.